Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, Our text for this morning is actually based on John 6 from the feeding of the 5,000. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by the healing of the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. When Jesus looked up and saw the great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, what shall we, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down, about 5,000 men in total. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they had wanted. He did the same with the fish. And when they had all had enough to eat, he said to the disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. And after the people saw the sign that Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. You may be seated. (laughs) How would you summarize Jesus' ministry? What would you summarize it as? During his ministry, during his life on this earth, from his baptism to through his life through to his crucifixion, how would you summarize it? The simplest answer, and maybe what we think of, is often at the end of his ministry. The end defines everything that he did, right? He, he suffered. He died on the cross and he rose again for our sins. This is true. He's the Son of God who won for us forgiveness of sins. He won for us salvation. He won for us eternal life with God the Father when he returns. This is also true. And this is what Jesus' ministry was to accomplish. That's why he came. And we talk about that, especially through Epiphany, talking about the, the revelation of who Jesus was to the people. But sometimes when we focus on that, we forget about that bit in the middle. We remember the baptism. We remember his death and resurrection, but... Jesus did a lot during those three years of ministry. Sometimes we skip over those three years. But if you look at that ministry, there are a lot of different ways you can describe what Jesus did. He did a lot of different things for the people that he served. He healed many people. Part of his ministry was a ministry of healing through miracles and curing people of illnesses and casting out demons. He healed them. And that was an important part of his ministry that he came to do. Jesus came to be a servant. That was a part of his ministry. He washed the disciples' feet, showing that he was there to serve them. And we see that ultimately on the cross, his ultimate form of love and service on our behalf. Not only that, Jesus had a significant teaching ministry. Think about that, how much teaching Jesus did. All those places in your Bible where you open it up and you see those red letters, In Matthew 5, where you get the Sermon on the Mount, it's filled with red letters as you read all of Jesus' teaching. He taught many, many people. He taught great crowds. He taught in parables to teach the wisdom and the coming of the kingdom of God. 
teaching was an important part of Jesus' ministry. And if you skip to the end, maybe sometimes we forget about those. But another part of Jesus' ministry that we forget about is his ministry not as a teacher, not as a servant or a healer, but his ministry as a provider. Throughout his ministry, Jesus provided for people. We see that in the feeding of the 5,000. Jesus fed and took care of all of those people. And can you imagine being there with him? Imagine if you were Philip, and as you're sitting with Jesus on this mountainside talking with him, you see all these people coming over the hill, and Jesus turns to you and says, hey, where are you, you going to get some food to feed these guys? That'd be scary, <laughs> to say the least. I mean, you see Philip's reaction. He's astounded. Where are we going to get all of this food? It would take half a year's wage just to have everybody get a bite. How are we going to feed these people? But Jesus had a plan. Jesus was going to provide for their needs. We see that they find even just from five loaves and two fish, Jesus provides and feeds all of those people, all 5,000, even with enough left over. Everyone was satisfied. Everyone was provided for, even the disciples. You see that later in the feeding of the 4,000 too. That isn't the only time Jesus provides. He provides for another thousand people, a couple thousand people. And that's not something we just see in Jesus' ministry. Throughout the Bible, God provides for his people. In the wilderness, God provided for the Israelites, manna and quail. They provided for them through their whole journey through the wilderness. He gave them water that came from the rock. He provided for them even in our Old Testament reading for today. God provided a ram as sacrifice in place of Abraham's son, Isaac. Each and every place God provided. He provided water from the rock and he sent his son into the world and looks at what, and look at what God does. Look at what God does, not just in the Old Testament, but for us today too. God still provides. We look around and it's not just in scripture, but in our own lives. God provides everything that we have too. Think about your life, all that you own, all that you have, all that you've been given, that paycheck you get from work is God working through your employer to provide and care for you. The food on your table is provided by means of others who God works through. He gives us all that we have to support our body and life. We pray to him, asking for daily bread in the Lord's Prayer, because he is the one who provides for all of our needs even today. Jesus' ministry of providing didn't stop at his ascension. It didn't stop when he left this earth and his earthly ministry ended, but it continues with us now. He still provides for us each and every day. But his provision goes beyond the physical needs. It isn't just that we have food and money and clothing and shoes and a car, but it's more than that. Jesus provides for our spiritual needs too. Think of him with the Samaritan woman at the well. He says to her that the water that she brings up out of the well if you drink that, you'll get thirsty again. But the water that Jesus provides is living water that springs up, welling to eternal life. He provides and supports for us in our spiritual needs as well. For all who have faith in him, he gives them the gift of the Holy Spirit. And because we have that gift, we have been given the gift of faith that we are able to trust in him 
And by that faith in his name, we receive forgiveness of sins each and every day. Every Sunday that you come in and we confess our sins to God our Father, he forgives us continually, ongoing. It's not a one and done thing. It's a continual provision from God throughout our entire lives. He forgives us. But it's more than that too. Think about Jesus appearing to the disciples in the upper room. What is the first thing he says to them when they're there in fear? Peace be with you. Not only does Christ forgive our sins, but he provides us with peace and hope. He gives us comfort in our suffering, doesn't he? When we face life struggles, when we face difficult times, we can rely on God's promises that he gives us, the comfort that those provide. We have a hope that even though we may face difficult times in this life, we have the hope of a life eternal with our Heavenly Father. He gives us those promises, provides us with those promises in his presence each and every day through his word. His ministry continues physically and spiritually. God provides for all of our greatest needs that we cannot <laughs> provide for ourselves. He gives us all that we need to support our body and life and our spiritual life as well. And as we look at that providing ministry of Jesus, we are called to be a part of that. Think about the, that parable that Jesus taught, the sheep and the goats, right? There are the sheep and the goats in two different groups, and Jesus speaks to them. And he says to the sheep, Come, inherit the kingdom that was prepared for you by my Father. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. Those sheep represent those who believed, right? There were those who had faith in Christ and were given faith by the Father. And what does it say that they did? They fed those who were hungry. They gave water to those who were thirsty. They welcomed those around them. They gave clothing to those who had none or had torn up clothes. They provided for those who were around them. Just as Jesus provides for us each and every day, we're invited into that ministry as Christians as well. We're invited into that. And we are called to go and provide for other people. Now, we don't provide in the same way that Jesus does. I'm not suggesting that at any time you want, you can make manna and quail rain from heaven, uh, that you can strike a rock or maybe your faucet and water comes out without you needing to pay your utility bill, or that by some miracle, you could multiply your cupboards and cabinets and the food in them so that your grocery bill goes away. I think we all understand that pretty clearly. But there are other ways that we participate in Jesus' ministry of providing for others. There are many different ways we provide in that. Not too long ago, we packed meals. Some of you maybe went to pack meals for Feed My Starving Children. They packed all of those meals to send across the world to feed those who were in need. Many of you are aware of food banks that people have in the area where people can get food to help provide for them and for their families and those in their care. Recently, no, I guess not too recently, I've been here a few times and I've seen that Christmas tree out there that has the hats and the mittens on it and it says, take as you need and provide as you can. You all know that we continue in that ministry, that we provide for others as Christ's people. But how often do you think about providing for spiritual and emotional needs of others? Maybe we can't do that for everybody, 
But each and every one of you have someone that you are close to. You have family that you know well. And perhaps you know things that they go through and they experience greater than anybody else. There are people that you know specifically. And when you think about providing, we think about giving food, clothing, and all the things that we need in a physical way. But what about providing for people emotionally? What about providing for people by giving them a shoulder to cry on? Someone who can bear one another's burdens and help walk with them through what they're experiencing. How often do you have the opportunity to encourage one another with a word or promise from God that has been a great encouragement to you? Even though that isn't giving them money or giving them food, that's still a significant way that we provide and care for one another around us. And it's something that we are all called to do. We visit one another. We provide for their needs. And we continue in Christ's providing ministry. And that's not always an easy thing to do. Sometimes we can get burned out in helping other people. And sometimes it's a struggle knowing the best way to help others. But God continually strengthens and feeds us so that we can go out and care for one another. He provides for us so that we can help provide for others. Maybe we could even say that he provides for others through us. We're called to help and serve one another. We do that in a lot of ways already with the families that we have and the people we serve. We do this because we have been brought into Christ's ministry. He has provided for all our needs, physical and spiritual. He gives us all that we have and gives us all that we didn't deserve. He forgives us. He saved us from death, all because he provided his own life as a gift for us. He provided for us what we can never provide for ourselves, and in that, he calls us into a ministry of caring and providing for those around us. May we continue in that by the grace of God. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.